Hello, and welcome to a strange, uh, slightly different short episode of Unnecessary Guffness. Um, the first, but um, I'm joined as always by Higgs, our resident referee expert, uh, which I, I think I, I thought you needed a title. I was thinking about this. We're going to have some, we'll talk about this. We're going to have hopefully someone coming on to be experts in other zones. So I thought you needed a title. I think referee and expert is quite fitting. How's it going, resident referee? <laughs> it's all right, actually. Yeah, not bad. Uh, got stuck into the lacrosse season last weekend, went to the border eights, played five Ooh. games, officiated one. Cut oh, how many before, days? Cut out before the final. It was a good time. Played with a big stick, whacked a few oh. people, didn't uh, deliberately or accidentally decapitate anybody. So um, a pretty good day all round. Oh well and good. How many ga- how many days was that um first five games over? Just one day. Just one day, yeah. So um Ooh, long day. 15, 15 minute games, seven and a half minutes each way, with a two minute break at half time. It was good. Yeah, it was that's... pretty it was it was it was a long old day. Like, you know, yeah. when we considering we left at eight AM. Especially being thrown back into the deep end, having not played proper lacrosse in how long now? With COVID. I think I've played one game in the last two years, I think. A year and a half, but um, yeah, so it is good that um, English lacrosse back over here is getting set, started up again. Um, that is something we'll definitely be discussing. But uh, would you like to just inform the listeners what this little segment is all about and why we're doing this? Why we're not doing a full show? Um, this Saturday coming, the um, the eighteenth of September, uh, Steve, who's the CEO of the station, you'll have um. If you're an if you're an OG unnecessary governess from all the way uh, back in the across the pond sports show, um, Steve was one of the guys who did the American football segment. Steve's the CEO of the station. He is doing a sponsored walk to raise money for the station this Saturday, uh, and these shows uh, will be played out. Our this short show from us, a couple of sh- short bits of show from other people as well, will be played out during the day at the uh, the post walk event at the world famous. Central Bar in Gateshead. Which you are at right now, I assume, if you're listening to this. <laughs> yeah, so that was a totally unnecessary explanation, but it's going to be really good uh, if I ever get around to editing this to put it up on YouTube. So, Yeah, a little a little taster of what the show is about as we sort of come towards <laughs> the end of the end of season one, um, because we are coming towards the end of season one, because also this Saturday, potentially as you're listening to this, um, the big game's on the PLL's third ever championship match, um, matchup between the Whipsnakes and Chaos, again, as it was last year. Mm-hmm. And um, mm-hmm. again, I, we don't really know exactly when this is going out, so you might, we might at this point know who's won. Have the Whipsnakes done a three-peat? The Chaos won the first ever championship, the first ever team other than Whipsnakes to win a PLL championship. The first team, ev- the first team to win powered purely by Fury. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I think just across all sports, I don't, I've not seen any other team <laughs> that have like made three, well, three seasons, two successful te- seasons purely powered on anger. Yeah, they just they lose just- a lot of games. They get angry. They win a lot of games. So I hope so. It'd be a real win for anger and aggression and violence, which we don't see enough nowadays. <laughs> so we're, we're ruined for chaos. Very 2010. Um, <laughs> yes. Uh, well, I think 
because on Saturday, well, sorry, after Saturday and our last um, live show of the season, which will be the coming Thursday, exactly a week today for us as we're recording this, we'll be talking a lot about um, the championship match. But there is a big bit of news which has happened in the in the last week, which we won't be covering this week because obviously we're not doing a live show this week. And that is the retirement or the announced retirement of the the greatest lacrosse player of all time, maybe, surely, surely the, the biggest, surely the most influential, the most, definitely the most famous in social media, Paul Rabel. The man's an absolute icon and he has announced um, a few days ago, beginning of this week, that he will not be playing any more professional lacrosse, which it feels about right, if not a bit late, you know, he's been going on for a while now. He was maybe past his best in terms of playing. But with him and Kyle Harrison leaving in the same season, it, it feels strange. It's the, end, it's the end of an era. It really is, isn't it? It, it, it's, it, has, it has that end of an era. You know, in the, um, John Galloway's announced he's retiring as well this year, mm. as is, um, oh, what's the guy's long stick from Syracuse at the same time as Galloway? Joel White is also oh, retiring. Right. So they're retiring as a pair. You know, they've been everywhere together, Galloway and White, mm. all the way through. Um, but yeah, with, with, particularly with the Rabel and, and Harrison thing, you know, um, I hesitate to use the phrase, they were contemporaries of mine, but we're similar ages. So, you know, as mm. I was getting into lacrosse in my, in, um, at university, the age of sort of 19, you know, those two, Harrison was coming towards the end of his tenure at Hopkins and, and Rabel was coming through um, starting the year after, you know, so. And in terms of achievements in the game, he's, he's pretty much done it all. You know, he was... Well, as you said, he's, he's done everything you said to me before. He's done pretty much everything apart from win a David Beasley Cup. I know, Which, yeah. you know, not, not, not everyone can win a David <laughs> Beasley Cup. Can, can, can be, you know, Only not, one of us has everyone. done it, Tom. Only one of us <laughs> yeah. Only some players can ever reach those heights, <laughs> so we can't we can't expect too much of it. No, no, but you know, so he he won two national championships in college. Um, he never won a he never won a PLL championship. No, he, he, was nev- he, he was he was never a tier, he was never he never won the Tier Wharton Trophy either for the best the most outstanding player in college lacrosse. So as we're talking about it now is really not that impressive. No. But you know, <laughs> no, he was never a, mind. <laughs> he was a he was a full-time All-American, won two championships. Yeah. Not bad. Yeah. Isn't yeah. He, yeah. He's had a decent little career, I Pre- think it's pretty, fair to say. Pretty okay. You know, was the first a first first overall pick in the uh, mm-hmm. in the Major League Lacrosse, which was the outdoor pro league at the time. Uh their collegiate draft. Um and was the second pick in the, the NLL, that's the indoor league. You know, he's the second pick in that draft in um, in 2008 as well. And one thing we've talked about this year is how few how few people have been that have been at the top level. You know, who've been picked both. You know, as Jeff T has been done this year coming out of college, and what a massive impact they've had on the game overall, mm-hmm. and how they are in the the absolute top, 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 top 
echelon of players of all time. Mm. You know, and and Ray and Rabel's an example of that. You know, he won an LL, NLL championship in 2010 with the Washington Stealth. I mean, and I think if we, you know, two world championships, 2010, where he was the the MVP of the tournament, and then again in 2018 in Israel, where um, where I met him, um, and he's a very impressive guy to meet up close. And, you know, you say, oh yeah, he's he's six foot three and he's 220 pounds, whatever that is, 100 kilos, and you go, yeah, I mean that's big, but you know, I still play a little bit of rugby, and I know guys who are that size, but he wears it very differently. Yes, <laughs> to, you know, amateur rugby players. He 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 is a different shape. There's a, a certain density about him that's very impressive. You know, when you okay. meet him personally, you know, you you just meet some guys who, even if they're not that, you just go, that guy's in pretty good shape. You can tell just by sort of you know, even at this grand old age of thirty something, you know, still in still in very impressive shape. You know, he's still. You know, he not not the greatest season of all time, but you know, we still saw glimpses of you know, it looked like he was still playing at Hopkins at the time. I think if we need to talk about his achievements, we've got to talk about the PLL, which are people who don't mm-hmm. know. We talked about the MLL, which was the major league lacrosse. Professional lacrosse did exist before the PLL, but Paul Rabel put a stop to that. Um, basically, the MLL was the major professional lacrosse league. Which had a lot of flaws. It wasn't perfect. So Paul Rabel and his brother Mike Rabel created a whole new league, which is now the only league who apparently, you know, inverted commas, merged with the MLL. We did an MLL just basically disappeared because this one's better for the modern era of lacrosse. And it it has changed. I think it undoubtedly has changed the game. It's, you know, it's we've talked a lot about in the last episode about how much of that growth is still happening, how much we can expect it to happen. But it will go down in history as one of the biggest moments in, in lacrosse history, you know, the formation of this new league. And, you know, in a big way because of that, he's really been the face of the sport for the last three years, definitely, you know, probably the last five, ten years. And one of the debates I keep seeing a lot of, I don't know how important the debate is, but I'd like to hear your take on it is, now that he's, you know, he's still going to be around, obviously, you know, he's still the CEO of the league or, or whatever, you know, that might be my crib. I don't know, but he still basically owns and runs the league. Now he's not playing. Who is the face of lacrosse on the pitch? Who is going to take that mantle as being the bit, you know, the Cristiano Ronaldo or Lionel Messi of lacrosse, you know, still playing. Who's that guy? Because I, I can't think of anyone. I can't think of anyone who really you know, comes close to Paul Rabel, not, not in terms of how good they are as a player, but in respect of their personality, their demeanour, what they do for the sport on and off the pitch. And I don't, I don't know who that's going to be, and I don't know if it needs to be someone. That is a tremendous question. Um, Rabel being the face of the sport is, is built on his his ability and his work ethic. You know, in terms of professional lacrosse, he provided a whole new standard of professionalism Mm -hmm. at that time. Um, He was one of the first guys to really try and make his living from lacrosse. I mean, 
don't get me wrong, there were guys beforehand, you know, there were guys... He, with a PLL, he made sure that other people could make a living. Well, exactly, as well, yeah. as well. So, so much of that was built on him being a dominant player, you know, and he was dominant, particularly in, in, um, in college uh, and in the first couple of years in the MLL. Uh, through the the 2010 World Championships, you were there, Tom. You won't remember because you were nothing but a child. However, I, I remember was there. watching America play, but no, I can't tell you. <laughs> I can't tell you that I recognise Paul Rabel. There were so many times over the course of that tournament where, when they needed a goal, the ball would go to Rabel, and everybody knew the ball was going to Rabel. You know, Brody Merrill knew the yeah. ball was going to Rabel, and Brody Merrill was right there with him. But mm-hmm. Rabel was just in such supreme condition that he could put his toe in the gr- either the toe in the ground and split right-handed or left-handed, get to about 16 or 18 yards and sting a corner with either hand, you know, score that goal whenever they needed it, basically. With a complete player it. to like the truest sense of the word. Absolutely, complete. you know, and, he, and he, he, even, he did it all the way through into the final, you know, any time it was needed. There was Rabel stepping up and that's why he was the MVP of that tournament. But... I mean, in terms of like, you know, play like playing level you know you still look at people like lyle thompson you know who's you know up there is one of the biggest names in the sport but i don't think he has that same personality i don't you know the same he doesn't bring the same you know demeanor about him when you watch interviews he doesn't you know, command himself as i am mr lacrosse no I, I i don't like from what i know of lyle and i've met him but i never really spoke to him you know we we met um purely on a sort of like a he was a captain i was referee sort of sort of thing mm. um he's i don't think he has any desire to be the face of lacrosse yeah me neither from what um, I've and 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 whether paul did is debatable but he decided that he was going to use his his attributes and his image to to make make a living you know as a professional athlete and he was a professional athlete first and a lacrosse player second Absolutely, yeah. So he so he marketed himself as an athlete, as a basketball, an NBA basketball player would do, or an NFL player would do, and that was how he portrayed himself. I mean, even recently, you know, in the last few years, he did a trick shot video with Dude Perfect, right? If that yeah. isn't some like, and that is, you know, it's been on Seth Meyers, hundreds of millions of views on YouTube that uh, lacrosse trick shots. It's pretty good actually. You should probably watch it if you haven't seen it. It is a good video. But it's one of those things where I don't, I don't think there's anybody who's immediately ready to step into those shoes and be the face. The guys who may turn into the face of the league, for example, Jeff Teat has that possibility mm-hmm. definitely because he is... Zed Williams, maybe. Zed Williams, yeah. Um, I mean, uh, Matt Rambo, but Matt Rambo doesn't really have the... No, he's he's getting on the, a bit. I'm not the, sure if there's a time for him to the the physical attributes to uh, do that. I think I don't think anybody would say that Rambo was an athlete first and a lacrosse player second. I think they'd probably think that no, he was oh a yeah, Manny, he's a lacrosse player. Yeah, he's not really an athlete. Yeah, you know? um, a tank, then a lacrosse yeah. player, sure. then an athlete if he wants to be. <laughs> yeah, basically. But I think I think it, you know it will be interesting over the coming years, the coming seasons, to see who, if anyone, or if multiple people, kind of grow into that role and what that will mean for the sport you know if someone else you know has a different personality who ends up being mr lacrosse 
mm. you know, where that takes the sport, you know, how much we'll still see of Paul Rabel. I'm certain it will be involved behind the scenes. He's already talked about his plans for off the pitch now. But it'll be interesting to see, you know, what his absence and maybe someone trying to fill his shoes will do to the sport. Mm. And I think we are well over our allotted uh, <laughs> 10 minutes as usual. now. I think we're, as, as usual, I think we're a lot closer to 20 minutes now. So we will wrap it up. But, you know, if... You know, if you want to hear more about this, um, we'll definitely be going back over it um, on Thursday, eight o'clock till nine o'clock for our last episode of the of season one. We'll also be wrapping up the entire this entire season, um, as well as obviously focusing on the championship game and the results of that, who wins. And we'll be looking forward to, you know, a bit more English lacrosse, um, the indoor game, the NLL starting. And even though we won't be on the radio for, you know, a couple of months, maybe, I think we'll be back pretty soon. Make sure you keep an eye out on our socials. Um, you can search Unnecessary Governors on Twitter, which we don't use much, Instagram, which we use a bit more, and uh, YouTube, which we'll hopefully be using more when we're not on the radio. So, and Facebook as well, which we do have. And Facebook. often forget about. Yeah, yeah, I forget we've got that. <laughs> so... Make sure you give us a follow. We'll be continuing this conversation and going over a lot more, I'm sure, on Thursday. Stay tuned. Um, watch more lacrosse. Thanks for listening. Thank you.